Hey guys, we are still enjoying the vacation and having a great summer, but we wanted to bring you this rewind today. Don't forget, we will be back on August 4th with some new content. See you then. The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. During the third portion of the show, we're going to do a segment called Off the Rails. This is the funnier side of the podcast where we talk about Lori's trippy dreams, top 10 lists, and all the weird and wild things we come up with along the way. Hey guys, how's everybody doing this week? I'm doing good, we've been busy this week. I finally got a coat of paint on the shop ceiling. Nice. So it's nice to see color happening because mm. that gets us closer to having it done instead of just being the mudding and the sanding and the priming and mudding and sanding. So that makes me feel like we're a whole lot closer. Right. Even though it's just the ceiling. It was so muggy yesterday, it took an entire day for it to dry. So we didn't get to do two coats. Yeah. But um, so that's exciting. And I've gotten a lot put together in my house. Yeah. You saw it. Jason came over the I other did. day. I did. It's coming it looks together really well. Really nice. She's got some really beautiful displays too. Really, yeah. I'm I'm excited um, about that. I'm yeah. excited about those pieces. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it. I I was talking to a friend of mine about it, and I said, you know, I, I told her, I said, so when this happens, we have to go see. And she's like, yeah, hey, I can't wait. I was like, and it'll probably be best if you leave your wallet in your car. Oh no 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 no! Right. Wallets are welcome. Right? Encourage people to spend money. Yeah. Well, no. In her wallet, in her in her wallet is is her card. And, and I take cards. And, right, I do too. Well, that's, that's what she says. She's like, it might. What's be, he thinking? It Jason. Might, she's like, this she's is like, how he thinks. I'm just gonna go right. look. I'm not gonna spend. Oh no yeah. no no! Like I, I have specific amount of money that I will spend yeah. because I'm ready for that. Yes. But, uh, but no, I, I just know her. You know the, the financial stuff that we were talking yeah. about it, and she's like, it may be a wise decision to just bring a specific amount of money and to leave the wallet in the car, but that's not what's going to happen. And I was oh, like, good. yeah, that's right. good. <laughs> good. Yeah, she's right. glad she's to hear it. Better thought than I yeah. did on that for you. <laughs> yeah, I have these beautiful um, Uruguayan amethyst oh. geodes that I keep talking to soon. You'll be on a display yes. looking beautiful soon, yes. soon. Aww. But yeah, there's like, oh, I just, because I have a lot of new stuff. Mm. Right. And it's not, you know, we're not doing shows and I'm not in the shop. It's killing me. It's yeah. Killing me. So I'm just feeling so bad that this stuff is just waiting to be yeah. put out and loved and Shelves looked at. Shelves worth and, of trees in my basement yeah. that are just sitting there. Right. Yeah. I know, it's just, it sucks. It sucks. I just got an email from um, somebody the other day 
saying they're going to try to do a flea market every weekend, weather permitting, um, and they're wanting to know if vendors, uh, if we're interested as vendors. So I was going to show it to you, but then I looked at the guy coordinating it, and here I go, like judging a book by its cover, and that's, and I said to myself, Lori, that's, that's just not very nice, but I kind of peeked into, I went onto his Facebook and checked that out. Mm -hmm. Stalked him. I stalked him a little bit to see if he was legitimate well, or not. And you've also had some pretty bad experiences as far as like different people. Yes, we have. You know, yeah. doing shows while you guys yeah. are doing shows. Yeah. So when I went onto the Facebook, I was like, this guy doesn't seem very business oriented. This guy seems like he's, he's trying to make a buck off from people. That's what it feels like. So we'd pay to be vendors and probably nothing would happen because there'd be right. no advertisement. But well, it's on Route 1. people are going to be traveling Route 1 this year? I know. That's, that's the other thing that I thought of. So, yeah. And then if they are traveling Route 1, would they feel comfortable stopping at a flea market? Some people would. Some people wouldn't. Some people wouldn't. I just saw, so coming back from work uh, this weekend, the yard sale. And I was I was flabbergasted. I mean, like I didn't really think it's like I love yard sales. This is a thing for me. But Eddie does too. <laughs> so I drove by, and there were people. There were quite a few people there, actually. Really? So I think that people are are kind of like moving. I out thought of yard that sales space. were like a no no right now. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't. I mean, because I'm not going to have one. I haven't really thought about you know looking yeah. at that. But well, I think this is what I think. I think people don't care if things are a no no right now or not. Like, I can't believe we went from being a ghost town. Like, it was so crazy in my area. It was almost eerie. Like, there was nothing. I, I sat at a stoplight, and I looked around, and I'm like, I should just run this damn stoplight. There's nobody anywhere. Not anywhere. I'm the only car sitting here. Right. And I'm sitting at a stop a stoplight, one of the longer ones that we have in town, because you know how some of them right. move yeah. quick and some of them don't. And there was no one. And that was like right before Easter, right? Mm -hmm. And in the last few weeks, it's right back to full speed ahead. Right. I mean, we don't have the amount of tourists or things that we would normally have right. this time of year, but it's right back to looking like the town always did. So people are coming out of the homes. Right? Yep. Yeah. Well, I did notice uh, the other day I had to stop off at the bank, and my bank is right next to uh, like a Goodwill, and there were people in the parking lot, and so that's open. So like all I could think of is Jason. Yeah. It's like it's it's time. You might have to wait to get in there, but think about it. Yeah. If you're one of the first people in there, you have the entire place to yourself. There is no competition. They've been open <laughs> for two weeks. Have they? Oh, yeah. see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, have you hit it? I have not. You know, yeah. I just, I'm I'm in a weird space with all of this. I feel like the longer it goes, the more I want to quarantine. Right. So You know, that's happening to a lot of people. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a bizarre thing that I hadn't really put a lot of thought into. Yeah. I wasn't planning on, you know, talking about today. But as you're talking about yeah. it, I'm thinking, and it's like... Right. The the closer we get to reopening, the more nervous I'm getting mm -hmm. and wanting to slow things down. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot less. You know, I basically go to um, Walmart for food, mm -hmm. you know, because that's pretty much the place to get food around here. Right. Um, I'm getting all my meat from a butcher. So nice. I call, I order, 
I go pick up, and that's it. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super cool, because, like, we can get 20 pounds of hamburger and have them put it in whatever size packages we want. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Right? So, that's like, what I love about that kind of shopping. Instead of store and, like, and then portioning. packages and pork, and, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're just ordering. We get two and a half pound packages, 20 pounds of two and a half pound packages. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then some other stuff, and it's much better beef too. You Tastes know a I mean? lot different, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. It really makes a huge difference. Yep. But so so yeah. I mean, I've and then Lowe's, right? Yep. We go to Lowe's mm-hmm. all the time because we're like that's what we've been doing this yes. week too. Is and I'm super excited about it. We've been doing a ton of sanding and yeah and mudding and all that kind of stuff because our front porch for years has just been neglected, and we got it all cleaned up and repainted and oh cool the whole nine yards. So yeah, yeah. it's a different color, which is really cool. Yeah. That kind of stuff yeah. is so, it feels so good. It does. It does. And it's needed it for so long, you know, and it just, the house, the that portion of the house just looked in such disrepair because we had had leaks forever through yeah. that ceiling. Yeah. But it was out, outside, you know, it didn't matter right. really to us. Right. But it did damage over time that, you know, as... I guess first time homeowners we didn't anticipate necessarily but it just kind of slowly happened yeah so we got the roof repaired so we just fixed everything else nice so So now it's like is it the favorite spot because i know whenever we We, do something new it's not that fixed oh okay so okay so it's all fixed up i've got one portion of it where i put stuff back on it Uh uh-huh but the other portion is still drying okay because we painted it like My wife was out there last night painting it at like eight thirty at night. It's so muggy. I'm like, what are you talking? What are you doing? Like, I thought we were done with this for the day. She's like, I want to get it done. <laughs> so she got a first coat on the rest of it, basically, uh-huh. which you have to do with a brush because this this paint is really nifty because it's actually like a concrete mixed with paint. Oh, so, so it's durable. It fills the boards. Oh, nice. that's cool. So you have to do the first round with a brush when you pour it out it looks like you're pouring sand out almost it's yeah. super thick and it's just these little silicone beads mm-hmm. and the paint and they bind together and make like a concrete so you fill you have to like fill holes like oh, all wow. the cracks and stuff you fill them up um and then you paint over that so the first the first coat is all you know heavy brush work nice so you'll be yeah. able to go out there barefoot no splinters absolutely and that would that's be gonna be absolutely. so cool absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah that's gonna I'm be super really excited fun. about it yeah. yeah that's cool yeah so i uh so i mean we we took the the week off from um from recording and and i was like okay well this is cool so i'm gonna do some stuff so i cleaned my car out I'm all excited. My Yay! car got cleaned out Yay! on Sunday morning, <laughs> and I then decided I was going to go mining, but I was going to go mining out in the western part of the state. And so uh, I called my friend, who I used to spend quite a bit of time with, and, and I would stay at her house regularly, and I said, hey, do you want to go mining with me? And she's like, yeah, so I've got the two days off. So um, I went to go pick her up. We went to, um, there's a, a mine, uh, there's actually three mines right around where she is so there's two that are lower and then there's one that jason you and i have gone up to that mine yeah. um that you literally have to climb a mountain and it's like a, a 60 degree angle and it's like a mile up and over and it's crazy 
and she won't do that, and I know that, so that's fine. So day one, we went to the lower mine, which I'm never, I generally don't find a lot there yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was fun just to be out and to see people, and they're blasting there again right now. So nice. you know, so there's there's some a little bit of new material, and it's it's just it was fun. I found a couple of little nice little crystals and whatnot. And uh, then the next day, I stayed at her house. We watched shows and movies and whatever. And the next day, I was going to go and uh, and climb the mountain. Right. And I'm getting up, and I'm getting ready, and I get a call at 9.15 from her saying, so, and she knows what I'm going to do, and she's like, so how would you feel about changing your plans today? And I'm like, okay, what, 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 what were you thinking? She's like, my car is dead on the side of the road. Aww. Oh, man. So. Yeah, you had told me that. Yeah, yeah. And, but it was really cool. So, like, so I went and picked her up around noontime, and from work, she had to do a couple things at work. We, you know, we got the car looked at real quick. Um, and, and it, it will be fixable, but this is like one in a long line of things and it's her mom's car and her mom passed a while back oh. and so she doesn't want to get rid of the car. Right. So she's still not sure what she's going to do with it. She needs to either come to terms with it. And she knows we talked about that. You know, she needs to either come to terms with getting rid of it or she's going to fix it up and she'll have two cars. So we went out and we like went all the way around all these different places and she finally went back to where she purchased that one. Which was actually so you went car shopping. We went car shopping. That's what yeah. you mean when you say you went out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We went all around. Yeah, we went car shopping. We visited all these different places. So she ended up with a brand. Well, not a brand new car, but a new to her car. And um, she had the same reaction to hers as I had to mine when I got mine because mine my car is this is the first time that I got something that was like fun and kind of sexy and I'm like yeah you know like the inside I mean it's all leather there's like lights everywhere it's just really freaking cool I get like, the biggest kick out of people who think their cars are sexy just the inside like the outside <laughs> looks like a soccer mom vehicle and I'm okay with that because I can take anything that I need to right. but so we're zooming around in this thing and she's like holy shit this car is so fucking sexy and so she had a great That's time awesome. yeah so that was fun. so funny so what'd she get uh she got a juke Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and she really likes it. Uh, and, and Nissan, it right? Cool. Uh, I think so, yeah. Nissan, I think so. So what does a Nissan Juke look like? Because I, I don't friggin' know anything about they, cars. They look completely different than a lot of other cars. Um, Jason's going to pull up a picture, I think, because yeah. they do look. What but color? It, so it's silver, and the thing that I thought was odd, which was really interesting, so like it's silver, mm-hmm. and you get in it, and it's black leather interior, which mm-hmm. is fine. It's got a, a sunroof, which is great. And that's kind of okay. But the whole inside is trimmed in red. That's which is, pretty. It, it's black pretty. and red. It's pretty. It's And silver goes nice right, with black. But it's just a weird thing. Usually, like, if the outside is a color, then the inside will have a trim of the same color. Mm-hmm. But, no, it, it's trimmed in red. So. Um, oh, oh, that's too funny. Right. So, so that is a fun the, little car. I don't know what year she got. She got a fourteen or thirteen. I can't remember which. Oh, but yeah, so they look very different. So it was the whole like it was just a boom, boom, boom. It was a very, very quick process. Oh, that's still yes, yeah, a fun looking little yeah. car. It's yeah, a little car slash hybrid. Yeah, SUV. Sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smaller than mine, but that's what she wants. Is it yeah. four wheel drive? Uh, yeah, it is a four wheel drive. Oh, yeah, awesome! Good. Yeah, and which is another thing that she wanted, so that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. So I did that, and then later in the week, with my other day off, I went up to visit a friend I haven't seen in three months, and we were going to go play golf, and then it rained, so <laughs> which was fine. So we we still <laughs> I get there late at night because I came from work, and we. You know, we shot the shit, gave each other a lot of shit, just talked, you know, and 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 started playing this 
mini golf video game. Uh-huh. And so we're just sitting there talking. His <laughs> wife has gone to bed. The kids are in bed. And we're just like sitting there going. And then we're listening to the birds start chirping at six o'clock in the morning. And we're like, I think it's time to go to bed. And, <laughs> and you can do that. Like you stay up all night. You're like that. It anyways. doesn't happen that I mean, way I, that often. I did yeah. it all the time when I was drinking. I could, you know, well, give there, me a bottle there, of there brandy might, and that caffeine could keep me going. Yeah, but. There, there may have been, there may have been a little bit of uh, imbibing uh, a little, involved. A little, t- yeah. yeah, a little Not a tip. lot, but definitely yeah. enough to like, you know. And then we got up the next day at 10 o'clock and started the whole thing over again because that was when we were supposed to go yeah. shop, uh, golfing and so we played golf raining. all day yeah. and just had a great time and it was a lot of fun and, and awesome. a lot of laughter when I left my, my belly hurt because we laughed so much. That is so fun. good for you. Yeah. The it's laughter is so good. Definitely something that I needed. Definitely something that I needed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. of the things that I love about my kids come into the house because I'll get so serious. Like I've got all these things I need to do and I'm so focused and super responsible and all that shit. Right. And so... You know, I'm always focused on the responsible crap. Yeah, good to do list. Yeah, and then the kids come over and they're just so ridiculously funny and silly, and I just right. You know, they say shit that just it's like the most off offhanded yeah things, and will like burst out laughing because it's ridiculous. Right. And it's so good for me. It's oh, yeah. just so good for me to have that because otherwise I'd be so focused on to do. Right. right. And, you know. and with me and, and, and this friend, I mean, one of the things that happened, like, he's also, a, I mean, he's funny, but he's also a very serious person mm. anyway. And, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but generally I am too. So, but when yeah. we get together, like, we go into this, like, cerebral world where everything is funny and, like, we just pick up all of this shit. And, yeah. You know, like, so we can have a very serious conversation with, like, very off the wall and probably not jokes or or sayings or thoughts that we really want to share with people because it's not us but it's like ironically this is this way oh yeah ha 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 you know yeah except for it's a lot more ha 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 yeah but yeah no it's 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 really good (laughs) it was a lot of fun it is good for us to laugh like that everybody needs it i think I've got a list here of 13 signs that you're empathic. Okay. So one of the things that I thought we'd go through this for is there's a lot of messaging out there mm-hmm. about the empath. You know, I, I hear people all the time, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. And one of the things that's clear to me is that because of that empath label, Oftentimes, it's used to excuse the work that would need to be done so that you don't feel that. Right. You know, it's just seen as what you are, so therefore you're the victim of it. Mm-hmm. So that is there is a very clear sign that this is an ego type thing, mm-hmm. right? Because it's taking your control away. Yes. Number one, right? You take on other people's emotions as your own. There we go, right? That's Clear boundary. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, right. when we are in that space as a child, we're going to take on our parents' emotions because those are our first mirrors. Right. Because we, if we cry with them or, or right. get angry we with them. We match the energy. Right. Then they're yeah. going to, they're, they're more likely to give us that love and like, it's okay. You know, this, yeah. is, this is a thing. This right. is right. fine. Suffer together. And right. people don't really know. They just like, they, they come in contact with this energy. Right. And they feel it as their own, and then they carry it because the ego says, this is ours, let's keep it. 
And the ego will always try to expand upon that and make it feel really, really big so that you understand it's real. Right. right. So it, it becomes ballooned. And to be aware that ego, it's ego's job to do this. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right? Because we've talked about before on the podcast, that essence, that soul energy, that higher self energy yeah. is within you. Yeah. Ego is without. Mm-hmm. So ego is empathy. Right? They're the same thing. And oftentimes, people negate that. And they see empathy as being from the soul. Right. But empathy is not. It's from the ego. Right? It's the ego is how you interpret the world around you. Yeah. So in that, it's also important to understand that these empathic people are going through the world saying, you know, I can download somebody. Right. Or that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But what that really is, is it's really... That person saying, I understand this other person because my boundaries have gone out and around them, mm-hmm. and now I am them. Yeah. Yeah. However, yeah. what's often completely negated is that you are them through your filter of perception. Absolutely. That's, and that's yeah. what I explain right? to people all the time. I can absolutely understand anger, and I can know if you're angry. Because I know what anger is. Right. But I know that feeling of anger through how I process anger. Right, exactly. Because we only know how we perceive that emotion, not how you perceive it or process it. Right. A perfect example of this in the in the uh, healing community is, say you go to a psychic, mm-hmm. or you go to a body worker that gives you psychic... Um, messages while you're there mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Oftentimes, that psychic or that that energy worker is not differentiating between themselves and the other person mm-hmm. because they are in this drama of empath, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's what they're supposed to be doing is becoming part of that person as opposed to differentiating, Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. So a large part of that healing gets mixed or gets missed because that messenger is defining the other person's perception through their own as opposed to giving that boundary Mm -hmm. and saying what i'm saying is my message because these are the things that i feel Mm -hmm. that mean this to me i'm telling them that this is mine and then they're going to then be able to perceive what they feel from that. Right. Yeah. Because all I'm really doing is I'm role modeling the behavior of message mm-hmm. and interception. Right. Right? Interthinking about what that means to me on the inside. Absolutely. So when you don't have that boundary, you send somebody away having this story in their head that they've now attached to. That's and not that, even their again, own. again is ego, mm-hmm. right? Because they're attaching to the outside. Mm-hmm. They never get that chance to incorporate it on the inside right? because that healer never says that's your job in this process. Right. To, to find your own story. Right. That's one of the things, like if I'm, if I'm working on somebody and I feel heartache triggered, say I feel heartache triggered, I will say, all right, I just felt some heartache. And what that means to me is that... I'm being told that you feel some heartache. Do you want to talk about yeah. what that what is going on with you in that area? And then I always explain to them that it's a great time to talk about it 
because we're releasing things, we're moving things, and it's right. a great time. Give and, them permission. Yeah, yeah, and so we get them talking, and then we search for tools so that when they walk away, these are tools that they can implement into whatever right. it is that they're going through in the moment to help them with that heartache and to help them with that space. If you are in any situation beyond a clearly appropriate situation, right? Right. Like, where you feel like your ability to have control is taken away, but it's your perception, that is a clear sign that you're in that ego space mm -hmm. and that you need to kind of ramp it back. What does it mean to you? And keep chipping away at it until you get to that point where you can actually get something out of it. Mm -hmm. You want to yeah. know what's happening for you. Right. right. I really hope this empowers some people because I love having the power of going, I don't have to feel this. This does mm. not feel great. And I don't have to do this the whole time I'm getting my vegetables. I have the power. I say, whoa, I don't, I'm safe. I don't That's the first thing I do is reason with my ego. Yeah. You're safe. You don't have to do this. We have lots of other skills within us to be able to just look around and gauge our situation. We do not need to feel our situation. Right. Right. You know, and then I tell myself all the things that I, as a logical human being, can use to implement knowing that I'm safe. Mm hmm Body language is a big one. Everybody knows how to read body language. I don't need to feel your body language. I mean, you know, we we read body language. I have a very and... hard time reading body language. Do you have? I because do. you've been feeling people well, for be so long. Because of my environment growing up, mm. and and of course, in my experience, body language was different. My my parents did not display or very rarely displayed what would be considered typical body language. Yeah. Right. Appropriate yeah. body language. So so I have the hardest time with that. So there are times when I now like I'm I don't know if what I'm seeing is is real. You know what like yeah. I don't know how to process that mm -hmm. with any true validity for me. So I'm still kept wondering, well, does this person well feel this way does this person feel that way and we've had weeks of this podcast hearing i don't know is a super scary place for you oh absolutely so i mean that puts <laughs> yeah. you back right into that place absolutely yeah. so then I'm yeah. like, That's, this is what i want uh sometimes you experience sudden overwhelming emotions when you're in public you mm -hmm. talked about we that, talk about right? that. Anytime your emotions blow up, that's yeah. that's an ego piece. Yeah, keep it to yourself. The overwhelming portion of it yeah. is mm -hmm. a good evidence that it's ego. Yeah. Uh, the vibe of the room matters to you a lot. Yeah. In other words, how everybody else feels matters way more than how you feel walking in. Yeah. Right? So uh, you understand where people are coming from, right? That's the other. Per that's that perception piece. Like, yeah. I understand what my perception is of what you're going through. Absolutely. Is really what you're saying. Right. right. Uh, people turn to you for advice. You know? <laughs> you're typically going to be a person that doesn't talk about you. Right. So you're going to be a good person to hear other people 
they're going to come to you naturally. Talk about them yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you can understand them so well. Yeah. 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 Get two empaths in a room and no one's talking about anybody. All right. <laughs> That's actually very true. Uh, tragic or violent events on TV can completely incapacitate you. Mm-hmm. And that used to be me. That was, right. you know, that so, was me so much. And yeah. what is that? Completely incapacitate you. No yeah. power. No Gone. power. No power. So what else do we got? Uh, you can't contain your love for pets, animals, and babies. So let's huh. look at that one word, right? Yeah. Contain. Yeah. Why do you have to contain love? Right. There's right. plenty of it to go around. Right. right. Absolutely. That's a And yeah. it's okay to ooh and all over a baby or and a And puppies and kittens I and mean, any, anything, yes. Why not? Love absolutely. is good. Yes. Always. You feel. Uh, you might feel people's physical illness too, not just their emotions. Yeah. So that is something that comes up sometimes yeah. for people. Absolutely. It is, however, really important to understand, though, that that is your perception, perception of it, right? Of what they're going your through. Your filter, right? It's yeah. not what they're going through. It's right. how you're taking in what they're going through. Right. Right. I know a lot of empaths, that's a discussion I, I try to get across to empaths a lot. It's important. You, There's so much yeah. out there that says, oh, this is, this, is, this is supposed to be a list describing an empath. Yeah. Right. And this is really a list enabling them to not have their own boundaries or their own power. Right. It's a list identifying the scars of an empath. Yes. That's what right. it is. Right. right. Being an empath is not bad if no. you are aware and if you are working, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the stuff that it brings up for you. Yeah. You're a walking lie detector. <laughs> okay, well, that. there is a big one for me. Yeah. That's, me too. And I, I've yeah. looked at people and said, you know, don't lie to me because I'm very hard to lie to and yeah. you've just lied to me. That's a big thing for me yeah. too. Um, one that I'm still working on yeah. in my, my yeah. definition of empath, I guess. Uh, you can't understand why any leader wouldn't put their team first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so funny. I have managed so many, so many teams. Yes. And this has come up time after time after time. Because oftentimes the person that I'm replacing who couldn't do the job, definitely couldn't do all the aspects of the job if they could do any of them. Right. And ran these programs into the ground. But they were a messiah because they coddled the staff. Right. All the time. It was always about making the staff comfortable. Yeah. That's so me to a fucking T. That's enabling. And that's really like, that's codependency. One of the pieces of that that is culturally like instilled in a lot of us and is the difference between being nice and being kind. Mm -hmm. Nice is about making other people uh, happy happy and comfortable. Being kind does not really mean that you are going to be... But it means being understanding. You're going through a rough day? Okay, absolutely. Can you do your job? No? Okay, then go home. Right. You know, that's not being nice. That's being kind. It's being understanding. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you're not the Messiah at that point. Right. You're setting the boundary. Right. Right. And you don't get worshipped. Which a lot of people thrive on that. Yeah. Number 12. You have a calming effect on other people and the power to heal them. I think However, that's you the don't have piece. a calming effect on yourself right. or the power to heal yourself. Right. right. So that, again, you know, really, that one's a that's really... given everything else your power right. and you come last. And this is why so many empaths are so severely depressed 
-hmm. But then there is that other piece, like we're so depressed that we are seeking that constant approval. So yes, right. please worship us for us being so kind. Which is so why we so it's, seek needy people. Yes. Which is why we then complain, I'm so drained. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So taking back our power is just crucial to a better life. The part that is really, really big though is, and you can heal them. That's not your job. Right. It's, it's not our and job. That, and that is, <laughs> and that is one of, that's a poor boundary. Like, if, and as healers, you know, as people that, you know, are in healing modalities, we know that we only use those modalities when somebody has asked. Yeah. Specifically for that, these things don't get spoken of enough, you know. Okay. The next one is you cannot see someone in pain without wanting to help. Yeah. So oh boy. In yeah. my profession, there are oftentimes helpers. Yeah. Right? Caregivers. They want to help. So I was sitting at a team meeting once, and we were talking about all these clients, and they were talking about how they couldn't help this one client, da 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 da. And I said, well, I'll take him. I don't mind. I can watch somebody suffer all day long. It's not going to bother me. Mm hmm. And everybody's <laughs> they mouth were appalled. dropped. Right? <laughs> they dropped. Yeah. And. This is the thing. They like, don't understand what you meant by that at all. As, as as a Buddhist, I understand that suffering is the goal. Yeah. You know, if we're not getting some sort of suffering, we're not growing. Right. Right. So there's so much to be learned from that suffering. Right. And for me to go in there and just take that away from somebody because right. I have that power negates their experience. Right. Right, and, and I we all I, have a right to our experience. Yeah, and I have that. I have that. That I have that issue. You know, I mean, I can do really well with the. Okay, they can suffer. They can suffer. They can. No, they can't suffer anymore. That's it. What do you need me to do? How can I help you? What you know? And it gets right. it gets frustrating to watch people who choose to wallow in their own fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really hard thing for that's some people. That's a different thing. But but then yeah. but then on top of it, the the, the part yeah. that I'm usually kind of okay with until they start complaining about it. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I lose my shit because I'm like, do something. Yeah. I'm here. It's part of my job to right, assist because if you need. feel responsible. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. To be that help. Right. 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 That's exactly. right. So their do something is really you just saying. Do something. Let me help you. Right, exactly. So that exactly. I don't have to go right. through this again. And that's, right. that's that thing about oh, us yeah. taking on. Oh, yeah. I completely right. get I, that it's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's the thing that, you know, we'll work with until we finally get it down pat, you know, and then we'll die. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we'll go home because we will Start over again. Right. But, right. like, you know, I still work with that, too. I When I first started working with my healer, counselor, teacher, life coach, because that's... Every, you know, everything that right. he's doing for me. Um, there was a lot of, oh, I can't stand to watch the people that I love make the same mistakes over and over and over again. I want to do something to help them. It's not my fucking place. Right. It took me so long to realize that. No, why do I want to help them not learn what they came here to learn? Right. right. Why would you want to take that away? Away from them. They right. made the plan to come in and learn these things. I made my plan to come in and learn specific things. So now I do look at it much differently. I watched that person going through it. I love them. I wish they didn't have to suffer. I know that here, 
when it's time for them that they've decided they've had enough, when they've decided they've had enough, right? they'll do things that will move them through. But I look back to some of my worst moments. This is what helps me the most. I look back to the darkest places in my life, and I am the most grateful for them. Yeah. Because I've come through it, and I'm a better everything for it. Mm. So if I got that from those spaces, why would I want to take that away yeah. from anybody else? And that's what he would consistently remind me of. Right. And I would have to go back to that place because I'm looking at, I was looking at it completely different. And now that I, I look at it logically for exactly what it is, nobody, I'm not going to let anybody come into my home and take my experience from me. Right. 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 You know, that's my experience. And I would fight with my life for that. Right. Well, I'm still looking for a savior for half my shit, so it's okay. I yeah. Mean, I, like, there are yeah. times in my life yeah. that I'm like, I really would like somebody to come in and take some of that suffering away. Please, thank you. Well, you say you that, know. but later on you will Well, won't. but you're right. Later yeah. on, no, I wouldn't. Right. Because like you, those darkest moments, those places where I suffered the most, when I got to that point and I got angry and I got yeah. ready to move, I was able to move. And without that, if somebody had done that, I would have just been heading down, oh, momentary respite yeah. and heading right down that path again Right. versus making a completely different change. Yeah. So... So, I, I mean, when I was sitting in my darkest moments, don't think that I was sitting there going, oh, this is wonderful. I love this. This is fun. So I'm so happy yeah. for this moment. Right, right. You know, that, no, in those moments, I, I didn't like it. I would have loved somebody, I thought, yeah. to come in with their magic wand and go, bippity-boppity-boo, you're all better. There's a reason that doesn't happen. Not what you need. Right. So hopefully that's helpful. I know that it's been helpful for us. Yeah, it's, it's been incredibly helpful. But knowing that you're doing it, knowing that you have that power, you're the one reaching out and touching to make sure that you're safe, um, gives you the power to say, wait a minute, I don't need to do this. Reason with your ego. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself that space to reel it back in. It takes practice. Uh, lots of practice. It takes a lot of practice. You'll just start to think you're getting really good at it. And you'll find that you're up in everybody's business again. And you right. just go, wait a minute. Oh, I'm up in everybody's business. Reel it back in. Yeah. It's like meditation. You just bring yeah. it back to that, that yeah. space, that inner space. It is. And, and there's actually, there's a meditative practice that goes along with this. So, yeah. Um, especially for the wanting to do for other people, mm -hmm. right? When you're feeling that, instead of acting on it, you do this practice called the rose. Right? Ooh. That sounds beautiful. So, the rose practice is really anything that grows, right? Yeah. If, if you don't connect with a rose, it could be a tree, it could mm -hmm. be whatever. Right. So, you imagine a seed, right, in their heart chakra. Mm hmm And then you use all of that energy you'd be using to think about them to imagine that seed growing. So you grow, you get the stem, you get the little roots, you know, and you just keep going all the way down into the ground with the roots mm. and the stem all the way up until it has a flower. And then you see the bud of the flower and you see it bloom and grow bigger and bigger and bigger and the roots go deeper and deeper and deeper. That's that beautiful. That is a practice you can do to avoid the thinking about what you can do. That, that is, is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, I thank I love you that. for that, Jason. I mean, like that is beautiful. That's lovely.
buckle up for this segment of Off the Rails. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about some psychic surgery. No. I don't want to talk about psychic surgery. Oh, well, you're going to... Psychic surgery. I, yeah. I saw this on Man in the Moon. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. could never get through um, that whole movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie... What's the guy's name it's about? Yeah. It's about Kaufman. famous uh, Yeah, Andy. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. Yeah, they had this in there. They had this in there. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what the legitimate side of it is. Well... I've read this. <laughs> Does not sound legitimate. Okay. You've so, read what? <laughs> so, this is another one of those 10 top weird therapies. And it says here scalpel, <laughs> scissors, surgical staplers, <laughs> anesthesia. We can go on, but these words are enough to paint a picture of. A helpless person strapped down in an operating room. I was thinking an alien spaceship. Right. Yeah, I mean, alien exactly. spaceship, absolutely. Being probed. Under the mercy of a complete stranger, the idea then of a surgery that does not require any body poking objects whatsoever is really appealing. It has found many believers in countries like Brazil and the Philippines. The process involves pressing and touching the diseased area of the body to heal it. And then this is where it gets good, guys. Blood or tissue-like substances Holy might be crap. produced to make it look believable. <laughs> so oh. it's a complete farce. <laughs> to make it look believable. Yeah, okay. so they've, they've got like chicken gizzards under the table. Right. They <laughs> they've got them up the sleeve. Yeah, so then they, they lay this poor soul out who is looking for healing, right? And then they poke and prod at them. That's exactly what I saw in that movie, too. Yeah. Right. And they, yeah. Pr and they produce bullshit body parts from the chicken gizzards. Oh, my God. Right. And they fake tumors. these. Yeah, tumors. Tumors. They're supposed to be. It's tumors. I remember watching, and, and for you guys, I think, I know, Jason, you know this about me, but, like, there was this show, um, Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah. That you love, and I have nightmares about. Yeah, right. you know, I, because, I love that show. <laughs> but uh, they, they had an episode where they were talking about the psychic surgery, and I kind of remember seeing it, like, when I was, like, I don't know, eight or nine or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, and and he couldn't reproduce it, you know, and that that was a big thing, you know, but because oh, yeah. he couldn't reproduce it, but he would do this stuff, and you could watch them, and it looked real. It looks like he's taking his hand and putting it right into a yeah. person. Well, when you watch a magician, <laughs> until oh, yeah. you it's know magic. what the trick is, it looks real. Right. But once magic, you know what yeah. he's done, then you cannot, you can never unsee what you know now. Right. You know? Absolutely. Right. So yeah, I mean, he had like this little blood capsule, right? Yep. And he'd be like poking into the person's body and maneuvering things around and like pushing his fist into their body and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the blood capsule pops and there's blood everywhere and they're just pushing into your body. Wow. And then they grab the gizzards out of the palm and start pulling <laughs> that out like it's coming out of your body. Oh my God. Pull out the chicken paw. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> You've it's been crazy. Right? All I can think of You've his, been his operation, you know, with right. the, taking out the, the writer's elbow. Right. Oh, here comes a pencil. Right. You know, you know this is pretty much what it is. This is right. a terrible hoax. I mean, people are looking. People for healing. That. 
Yeah, and then if they really do have something wrong with them, um, they die because they've been right. scammed. They think it's gone. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. okay, so but well, on they the, might believe it into not being. I, I was going to say but, on the serious side of that. I mean, it is a serious. hoax. Well, I know. So serious. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? So serious. <laughs> <laughs> It is the enlightened one. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's possible they don't die. It's, you it know. is, if it was a benign tumor. It right. Just, you know. Uh, they believe it into not existing. Yeah, they believe existing. it into not existing. But right. a lot of people oh my God, probably though. don't believe it into not existing. Right. And they've been both scammed and... Right. They die. I mean, the good news yeah. is they're dead, so that they don't have they don't have the power to sue you afterwards, and you've already moved on. So right, right. And I mean, I'm thinking right, these yeah, guys... there probably isn't a lot of leg, like legal issues with them because they just their people die. Yeah, right. And and then they just I mean they're traveling. You I was know, gonna going to say away. I kind of see them in a in a wagon going <laughs> yeah. from town to town, right? Snake oil salesman. Yeah, snake oil salesman. Oh my god. So psychic surgery. Yeah. Psychic surgery. Okay. So have you ever performed psychic surgery? Um, no, but I think I'm going to put my sign out. <laughs> right? I just need to figure now out how much. How you, it, yeah, now right? that I know how to do it. So like, we should we should probably do some practice around this. I mean, I I was an amateur <laughs> magician when I was when I was go. younger. Right, I right. loved it. So I can help teach you a little sleight of yeah, hand. Yes, a little sleight know? of hand. I, I could be the patient, I guess. Right. Yes. I'll pretend to have a tumor. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and we can we can videotape could it. Could you imagine <laughs> calling up the butcher and being like? I'd like 50 pounds of chicken innards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or I, like, I need, I need, whatever scraps you've got laying around. I can yeah. make do with anything. Right, right. I, I need I need five feet of intestine. Right. Yeah. You know? It just needs to look like tissue. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, people, would, you know what they probably do? They call up and they say, oh, yeah, we need coyote bait. Give us all you got. Right, right. They go get everything, and then they... Oh, God. They freeze it, and they thaw it when it's time, and... And you act like they go you, to, you act like they you, go to uh, you're the, the ringer for these. Yeah, I mean, you've got they, the whole thing down. And then they go to Brazil and the Philippines, and probably that's worked its way into you know many other countries where lots of people are just lining up for the psychic surgery. So now we know you know a little too much about this. I think you. I think I think you do. I think I think we know how. Right. Right. She's gonna set you. Shop up. Right? Psychic yeah. surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to... get out. Where am I vacationing this year? Hmm, the hmm, Philippines. The Philippines, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know? You'll be prepared. Yeah. Right? Great. So that's well, just crazy, though. You know that if you ever get stuck in a place like that, you've got a business. Right. Right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Of course, it goes against all of my morals and values, but yeah, those hell go for a dollar. Right. You know. I mean, hey, yeah. if I'm stuck in Brazil, that's out the window anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. When in Brazil, right? Do as the Brazilians do. Um, that could be Pull dangerous. Chicken gizzards right? out of people. Right. Well, I mean, in this one case, sure, absolutely. But then there's all the cocaine, and there's the, you know. Right. There's all the. So do, well, do, there's all of that here too. Do, right. But but do as the Brazilians do. Hold on. Right? Hold on. Does the co the cocaine makes it worse? Well, I mean, I just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I was now just... you're implying. I mean, no, it just makes you faster at it. And well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> makes the experience fly by. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then you can get more people done in a day. Right. <laughs> so oh you God. get more. 
Just make sure they have cocaine, <laughs> you have cocaine, <laughs> everybody has cocaine. And an ample supply of chicken gizzard. And then we can zip gizzard. right through this. Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah, so that's a hell of a practice. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I do too. I love it. I do too. The sign has gone up. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling, T-H-R-O-U-2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.